0: Welcome to This Week in Purdue Baseball. I'm Kyle Charters, joined as always by the head baseball coach of the Boilermakers Drake Goff and Purdue SID Ben Turner. A big weekend for Purdue down in Texas, Sugar Land near Houston. The Boilermakers take a four-game sweep from South Dakota State and off to a 4-0 start to the season. Can't ask for much more than that, right, Coach? I mean, you That's guys right. are undefeated going into weekend number two. And not only undefeated, but you played some pretty good baseball as well.
1: We did, Kyle. I was really pleased with how our guys showed up. Uh, you know, we went a one-run game uh, on Friday. Had a first and third execution defensive play late in the game when, when they were on offense that we ran perfectly. The guys did a tremendous job with that. Got us out of the inning, and then we ended up scoring and, and taking the lead. Um, so I'm just really pleased with how the guys showed up. They played hard. Um, got behind uh, a couple of times there, and, and uh, you know, those guys just never gave up and, and continued to play 27 outs and ended up getting four wins. Now, when you haven't
0: practiced a lot outdoors, I'm, I know you got three practices in down there, but when yeah. you haven't been out a lot, you're always worried those first couple of games you're going to be playing some sloppy baseball. But you guys, those first few games in particular, played pretty sharp. You had to be excited about that.
1: I was. I thought that was probably one of the, the most positive things from the weekend. I mean, we go from one practice on turf. Uh, outside and at all practices on the turf and to going on dirt mm. and a vast a very fast uh, track down there with <laughs> with the grass and uh, you know I thought our infielders did a tremendous job uh, with the ground balls and then um, you know and then the outfitters with you know there was some wind there yeah. there was there a couple of days too and I thought the guys did a great job you know uh, we made four errors the, the last game I think a lot of that had to do with just you know guys being a little tired and and mm-hmm. exhausted from you know three games. But uh, I was very pleased with our fielding.
2: Pitching and base running, I guess I was impressed by as well, uh, specifically the relief pitching. Uh, Ricky Castor, who's going to be the guest today, he comes out gives you five innings of one hit ball. Saturday to back up Jackson Smeltz, that was big. And he was among a group of, like, four relievers that combined for about 15 innings and gave up just two runs. I mean, that was almost, almost half the innings that you needed for the weekend. <laughs> so to get that kind of uh, long relief excellence, I mean, that's huge that first weekend.
1: No doubt, Ben. I mean, it's huge. Whenever you've got a four-game series and, and you're playing so many innings and guys are on pitch counts – um, it's so huge, and our bullpen, I thought, was the reason why we were 4-0, to be honest with you. Uh, Landon Wines came in and, and did his job. Ricky came <clears throat> he came in and did his job, I and mean, he threw five innings. Uh, that's unbelievable. And, and uh, so I, I just really felt like Coach Marks and, and our pitching staff have, have did a really good job of getting in shape and uh, not really getting uh, caught up in who's starting, who's relieving, but just bought into the whole philosophy of team. And uh, this weekend, I thought our bullpen guys, if it wasn't for them, we we definitely wouldn't have won all four games.
2: Yeah, Ricky had the longest outing, I think, of any Boilermaker on the mound, and he was very efficient in doing it. To have just two guys, uh, need just two guys to win that game was cool for game two of the series. Base running um, Sunday. Uh, late in that game, with South Dakota State still hanging around, needing insurance runs, I think it was both Jay Stadler, Evan Albrecht, yep. kind of scamper around the bases on what you call bingo plays, <laughs> ball in the dirt go. Um, and then uh, Evan Albrecht, I think, steals second, takes third on a throwing error. Next thing you know, he scores on a similar play. So little stuff like that, especially in a in a Sunday game that was kind of a grinder.
1: No doubt, no doubt. I mean, our guys have been did a really good job of, of buying into the base running aspect. I mean, we we tell them all the time, you know, these types of things can win games for us, especially Sunday um, when guys are tired <clears throat> and, um, you know, you can put some pressure on people. But, you know, we ran a first and third offense that we got to, you know, we got to run out of it and end up getting two runs out of it. And, and then, you know, with Evan coming all the way around, I mean, all those things, you know, hitting, some days you're going to hit, some days you're going to hit it at them. Um, you know, some days you're going to pitch, uh, some days you may not have as good a zone or whatever, but you know with the base running, uh, you, can, you can do it every day. And speed kills in, in my philosophy.
0: You're gonna win a lot of baseball games this year if you score 40 runs every weekend. I think I'm confident in saying that. <laughs> but you have a you have a lineup that uh, that that sets up well. It seems like Mike Bolton, Curtis Washington Jr. Uh, both get on base at the top of the order. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of RBI opportunities for Paul Tate's and Cam Thompson. And we saw when they had those opportunities this weekend. I think they combined for 14 runs driven in. I think so Cam himself had nine of them. Yeah, uh, they came through in some big spots, and that was good
1: to see. It was, Kyle. I mean, I think you know, if Mike and, and Curtis can continue to get on base. However, hits, yeah. hit my pitch, walks, all those things. Uh, I definitely think we got some guys that's behind them that can drive them in. And. What a tremendous weekend Paul Tate's brought to us. Not only what you see statistically, but just the mental uh, toughness that he brings. Uh, he got our, you know, our team up during, mm-hmm. the, during the game and huddle them up and, and just challenged them. And I just, uh, boy, what a blessing he's been for our, for our program.
2: Yeah, middle infielders came through with uh, a lot of the home runs, which maybe you don't <laughs> expect that, but it was also very cool to see. And um, you know, Paul certainly with all the doubles he had last year at IU, you know, his power potential was was seen definitely. So no surprise to see him go deep early. Um, different kinds of home runs, which was neat right. from him, opposite field shot yep. and then a pole shot the next day, um, but tell me a little bit about the reaction from the dugout from you. Ty Gill, his first collegiate at bat, he goes deep on, yep. on, on a shot to uh, right field, and then Evan Albrecht on Sunday. I think that is <laughs> most excited I've seen the dugout in a long time. Oh my goodness. And word had it, that might have been his first ever home run.
1: It was his first ever home run, Ben, wow. and uh, what a great day to, to do that. Um, again, you know, bought into our team. Evan didn't even start on Friday night and then got to the start on Saturday and Sunday and took advantage of the opportunity because of how he was in the dugout on Friday, just being a great team leader and, and so forth. And again, as long as we can do all those things is awesome. But to see Ty Gill come up and uh, get his first collegiate at bat, hit a home run out of there it was, was great. He, what a what a great kid he is and what a future he has for our program. Um, and then Evan, I mean, it wasn't windblown. I mean, he got it. I mean, as soon as he hit it, I saw it. I was like, oh, my gosh, that is out of <laughs> yes, here. It was right. way out of here. Yeah. And uh, just to see him go around the bases and celebration in our team, uh, the the love they have for him and, and what he does for our program, just, just awesome from for me as a coach.
2: As the third base coach, there's a lot that's happening on your plate during a game. Is that the most fun about being the third base coach, is congratulating a guy when he comes around third after going deep? There is, like
1: there is no doubt. That's one of the greatest <laughs> things I get to do is, is shake their hand. I get a little excited about it, too. So, sure. Uh, I love it. I love seeing those guys have success. I know what they put into it and um, how hard they work, and uh, that's just, uh, you know, kind of a sign of, of all the hard work they put in. Uh,
0: Jake Stadler had to catch a lot of innings for you <laughs> due to some circumstances, but uh, to, to pitch, or to catch that is what, like 31 innings, I think, I think over so. the weekend, over four games, is is pretty impressive, and it seemed like for a, a younger guy, he did pretty well.
1: He did, you know, I, I thought he handled himself really well. Coach Rooney did an awesome job yeah. with our catchers this year, and uh, just the receiving aspect of it, I, I was really pleased with how, you know, you go back and look at the video of how we extended the plate, made the plate bigger than what it really mm-hmm. is just because of how they received um, and things like that. And I think that's made a huge difference for our pitching staff. And, um, you know, for Staller to come in as a redshirt freshman, first collegiate game on Friday and, and, and you know, then Steve gets hurt and goes out and then, uh, you know, he has to catch the rest of the weekend. And so I, I thought that was – I thought he did a tremendous job, Kyle. Yeah.
2: Tell us a little bit about North Carolina, this trip coming up. It's a uh, 10-day, two-weekend, plus a midweek game in there as well. Uh, Holly Springs, North Carolina, not too far from your old stomping grounds at Campbell.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to get back and and see some old friends and things like that. But to to be honest with you, Ben, um, this weekend was scheduled uh, to go to Holly Springs, but the third weekend we were scheduled to go to South Florida, Mm. as we talked about. And and so once South Florida uh, kind of backed out on those games, we were kind of scrambling, to be honest with you, um, really late in this, as far as scheduling is concerned this year. And so, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to find somebody on the East Coast. And then, uh, you know, just went with Dr. Howard and, and Mike and everybody and, and the administration allowed us to stay through. And then we were able to pick up a great midweek game against UNC Charlotte, which is in the top 25. So, uh, great, great uh, trip, looking forward to it. Uh, we'll play a very tough Princeton team uh, this first weekend. And then, um, and then hopefully, you know, get over there and settle in and, and be there for a while.
2: We'll look forward to it. And certainly, Princeton a little bit unpredictable in that you know, unfortunately, they didn't get to play <laughs> at right. all last year either, based on what the Ivy League decided. Right. Um, now they have a head coach that's been there a while, and Scott Bradley, I believe his son played at IU at one point. Yep. Um, so some ties to Indiana there. Um, you know, and anytime you play an Ivy League team, no matter what sport it is, you're going to have to bring your A game because they they're smart and they can play. Usually. They're smart
1: and they're usually going to have some guys on the mound that can really pitch. Um, and they just they just don't beat themselves you know they're fundamentally sound coach Bradley does a great job and um, you know I was I was fortunate enough to coach first base whenever his son was down at IU and got a chance to talk with him and uh, what a great young man he was and so I know we're gonna be challenged this weekend over there I know they're excited um, about coming because they hadn't played in two years and just talking with coach Bradley uh, this morning a little bit um, you know they're excited about getting out there and, and starting their season.
0: Last year didn't get a chance really to get your legs under you as a team. How big do you think getting off to a good start this year and just the confidence of the team now going to North Carolina?
1: Well, Kai, you know I said it all along. Even after the season last year, you know jumping right into conference play mm-hmm. three weeks after everybody else started, <clears throat> you know it just gives you, a, you know especially being up here, you don't really see um, what your teams can do. You know playing inside and scrimmaging inside, and so it just gives me as a coach a chance to evaluate. I mean we're still mm-hmm. looking for the right, you know for the for the right mix with our team you know there's not a lineup that is set at this point I mean you know you're going to add Pablo in there this weekend um you know Videz went down with an injury uh, after the first game he didn't play the three games I mean there's enough Jack Firestone we hope to maybe get him a start this week I mean there's a lot of guys that we're still looking at that you know if you jump into conference play you just lose those opportunities mm-hmm. and now you know with those 15 or 16 games it's a great great opportunity for me and our team to to develop.
0: Appreciate the time, as always. Best of luck down in North Great. Carolina. I'm going to miss you guys. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to
1: miss you. I'll send you a picture of our food. There you go. <laughs> that seems appropriate.
0: We, we are definitely well-fed uh, on road trips. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the players need it. I'm not sure uh, the rest of us up here <laughs> do all the time. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Thanks, All All right, let's, uh, let's take a break. Briefly here, we'll come back. Uh, we'll be with Ricky Castro, the veteran reliever for the Boilermakers. This is This Week in Purdue Baseball. Welcome back to This weekend Purdue Baseball. Kyle Charters here with Ben Turner and our special guest, senior reliever Ricky Castro, who is uh, coming off a, a good performance over the weekend. Five innings out of relief, one hit, helping the Boilermakers to a victory. Um, you had to hope that you were going to get off a good start, and you did. Did you yes, feel good? Yeah, felt great. Um, right out of the gate on Friday,
3: uh, the two guys coming out of the bullpen, Landon Wines and Griffin Loman, kind of set the tone for the pitching staff. Yeah. and. We just carried on that energy and mentality on Saturday, so felt
0: as confident as ever coming in the game. Do you think it is a little bit of a snowball effect when one of you out there in the pen gets off to a good start that you sort of feel that energy a little bit and that momentum and, and maybe a little bit of a little bit of pressure as well to go out and, and repeat what the other guys have done?
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean it's definitely a chain effect and we build off each other's energy, but yeah. our coach Marks always tells us if the guy prior to you is not doing so hot then you can't that let, let that affect your outing. So you kind of got to learn to gauge the
2: momentum and whether to carry it along or kind of start new. Yeah. You got to follow up Jackson Smeltz uh, in mm-hmm. Saturday's game, one of that doubleheader, and you guys finished that game off just needing two pitchers. As a reliever, does it matter to you who you follow as, as, uh, as the starting pitcher? Like Smeltz is obviously one of our dynamic arms out there, and some would say our toughest matchup for hitters. So when you come out there following him, does that change your mindset at all?
3: No, not at all. If anything, it tells me that these guys
2: on the other team have had a rough day
3: so far, so I'm just going <laughs> to let them have it then.
2: Yeah. What was working best for you on Saturday, uh, maybe pitch-wise, location-wise? Um, did you also throw to both Steve and Jake based on when the injury happened? How did, yeah. that, how did that shake out?
3: Yeah, I threw my first three innings to Steve, and then he injured his hand, and then the last two or maybe one to Stadler. Um, they're both great guys back there, so... Couldn't ask for much more, but the changeup was really working on
0: Saturday. Yeah. What's your approach when you're when you're coming in out of the bullpen and sort of what do you want to try to accomplish? What are you trying to do to hitters to to make sure you you know get some outs and then maybe extend into the fifth inning like you did this last outing?
3: I think uh, throwing strike one and getting that first batter coming out of the bullpen is really important. Just kind of set the tone and yeah. uh, get your outing kind of rolling from there. Did you did you know you were going to go five? No, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I was just focused on one pitch at a time, one batter at a time. And next thing I knew, the game was
0: over. I'm like, wow. How, how does that work? Does does Chris Marks, Greg Goff, somebody come to you after the fourth inning and, and ask you how you're feeling? Or you they just know that you're looking pretty good and, and sort of dialed in out there? How's the process work for when you're maybe getting toward the end of your uh, life out there as a reliever?
3: Yeah, so I asked uh, Coach Marks. I think it was right before the ninth inning. I'm like, I'm finishing this game, aren't I?
2: just to save another arm out there yeah. too, so and I felt great, so I was up for it. Right. Going back to last season, it was really that uh, series finale at IU was kind of your breakout performance, it felt like, where um, you elevated yourself to a different role and kind of, kind of maintained it after that. Um, you know, 2020 was your first year as a Boilermaker, just like Eric Hildebrand and some other guys, mm-hmm. and it felt like maybe some of you guys never got a full opportunity to establish yourself based on that abbreviated season. So going into last year, when those roles were more defined, did that help the bullpen as a whole to kind of understand, hey, here's where I'm probably going to be used and what they need me to do?
3: Yeah, for sure. You kind of understand your role and embrace it to the best of your ability. And uh, along with that comes, like, longer leashes. So if you're not doing so hot, maybe the coach will let you, like, work it out yourself instead of taking you out right away. So more comfortability with that.
2: We get caught up in the stats a lot, Kyle and I, and you know, numbers-wise who were our top performers, but maybe sometimes players see stuff that we don't. Are there guys that you would highlight that, that maybe did stuff uh, that deserve a shout-out? Um,
3: pretty much the whole bullpen. I mean, <laughs> uh, Nolan Daniel came in the other day and just pounded the zone his first inning out there. He came into some trouble. And Eric Hildebrand as well, kind of our go-to guy. And when we're in a jam, he came in bases loaded two outs. A 3-0 count, just threw three sinkers in a row, got a ground ball, and, yeah.
2: That, that was a big at-bat in that Sunday game, which was, um, you know, a good competitive Sunday game kind of back and forth after Purdue took an early lead. So you got some good young arms
0: out there For in sure. the bullpen. What do you like about sort of the, the makeup of those guys?
3: Uh, Troy Wansing and Cal Steven, Carter Dorn, I mean, they're all go-getters. Like, they all got the right mentality. They're not uh, scared of nobody. They're going to show themselves, prove themselves, and get after somebody. Yeah,
2: kinesiology major, and academic all Big Ten. Um, tell us a little bit about your road to Purdue. Uh, like Eric, who we had on last week, you, you transferred in as a sophomore, which mm-hmm. is um, somewhat unusual, but um, you know both of you had success.
3: Yeah, so I went to Parkland College my freshman year, and knowing uh, just what I wanted to do with my college career, I wanted to be at a four-year after my freshman year. So just kind of tried to transfer out of there as quick as possible, and. Loved my time there, but, I mean, glad I ended up Purdue, at Purdue for sure. A lot of
2: home games on the schedule this year, which is great, but uh, as a Naperville, Illinois native, also a somewhat of a homecoming weekend for you going sure. up to Northwestern in May. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that one you have circled on the calendar?
3: Yeah, Northwestern and UIC for sure. sure. Yeah. A bunch of the family and buddies are coming for sure, so that's exciting.
2: UIC has really upgraded its facilities since last time Kyle and I were there circa 2013 or so, Um, and uh, that's a nice new stadium that I think we're looking forward to seeing as well. Always cool to have uh, Chicagoland area guys here. Um, We'll close it out with what we call personal preferences, Ricky. Um, So we're just looking to learn more about you. So you pick a number between 1 and 32. I'll ask you a question, and we'll see Mm. what you come up with. There are no wrong answers.
3: I'll (laughs) say uh, six.
2: Six. Favorite professional stadium, any sport?
3: Uh, I think on there I put United Center. Uh, My uncle, Dan Morrow, used to take me, still takes me to Blackhawks games all the time. He's a season ticket holder, and that stadium's electric. The national anthem in there is Mm -hmm. unbelievable, so I love that place for sure. The
2: Madhouse on Madison, Oh yeah, uh, home of the Bulls (laughs) and the Blackhawks, as well as the Big Ten tournament once in a while. All right, uh, between one and 32, don't pick six. Uh, Five. Favorite uh, playoff format or marquee event?
3: Uh, I would say the World Series. uh, March Madness, maybe two. Because mm-hmm. you always see some underdogs in there in March Madness to kind of make themselves known, and that's pretty cool. Sure.
2: I, I would have to agree with you. Those are two of my favorite times of the year to be a sports fan, October sure. baseball and then March basketball. Um, you get glued to the TV those times of you the year. you have to watch on your phone while we're traveling during the NCAA tournament? <laughs> oh, Is yeah, we do,
0: yeah. do that for sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, only a few more weeks away, and certainly Purdue expected to be a top uh, two seed Um, and maybe getting a good draw as well with the Indian Chicago in the mix. All right, last one. Don't pick five, don't pick six. Between one and 32. Uh, 21. All right, pick one for me, Ricky. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and why? (laughs) Mm,
3: I would say breakfast. Love me some pancakes, some French toast, whatever it may be. Um, I always wake up super hungry in the morning. I don't understand people who don't (laughs) eat breakfast, but it just gets me started to a great uh, start to the day, and, I think it's a necessity for
2: sure. Do you make your own breakfast at home during the normal course of a school year? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I I know that at least someone that doesn't really eat breakfast at home very often, the road trips with Purdue, Mm -hmm. you can count on (laughs) breakfast. Oh, hotel (laughs) breakfast, are always going to be there, so... Got
0: stuff. This we've we've become a food uh, themed show today, <laughs> yes, which yeah. is uh, not. But you guys are are well fed, and sure. as it turns out, then Ben and I are well fed, and we don't always need to be well fed. <laughs> uh, it works well for you guys because you're burning up some calories, but but not always for us. Um. Hey, so North Carolina this week. What what kinds of things you guys uh, aside from maybe some some good food? What sort of things on the field are you guys looking forward to?
3: Um, looking forward to I think a five game stand, whatever it may be, but playing a top 25 team, Charlotte. So that'll be a battle tester for sure. That's exciting. Yeah. Best of luck.
0: Uh, thanks for coming on with us. Yeah,
3: thank you, guys.
0: All right, that'll do it for the uh, the show for this week. Uh, special thanks, of course, to Ricky Castro, who's got to run to a meeting here quickly, <laughs> uh, and uh, Greg Goff earlier, of course, for coming on. We will be off next week as the team will be in North Carolina. So the next show here on This Week in Purdue Baseball will be uh, March 10th. We'll move to Thursdays at times during the season. So March 10th, a Thursday, as we get set for that home opener the next day. All right, so for uh, Ricky Castro, Greg Goff, Ben Turner, I'm Kyle Chargers, thanks for watching. This is This Week in Purdue Baseball.